Hey, man. How's it going? I guess this is it, huh? Yeah. End of the road. Well, surely this won't get awkward or sad or anything like that. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire my fedora at the end of the show. Uh, I'm gonna what raise the it hell? To... You're waiting to be done with me? To... I'm gonna raise it to the rafters where it belongs. I I honestly I don't think now that I'm any happy other we part... are recording anymore. I don't think any other podcast partner deserves the greatness of the podcast <laughs> fedora. It's just you. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> Either thanks or I hate you. One of the one of those. I think that's we just summed up our show. <laughs> Welcome to the Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Uh, this is our last episode together. Uh, we are going to talk about that all in the second segment. We don't need to lead the show with that. Uh, but what we are going to do in terms of Lakers content, the Lakers had a really good weekend over the weekend. They beat uh, Portland in Portland, which you always take if you can. And then they beat Dallas and made Luka look mortal, uh, both in terms of the defensive strategy they had and, and Dwight Howard physically throwing him to the ground. I thought that was a good approach as well. Um, we will also close out our uh foray into the mind and brain of of byron scott we as you would expect have not finished the book i didn't do my reading this week either that's essentially what this show has become is just a foray into the mind of byron scott yeah yeah podcasters that would be a great summary of like what this show ultimately was it's no wonder it didn't it didn't catch the steam that we were hoping for over the course it was that it was that and broken promises about getting (laughs) to mailbag questions and other such things and reading the chapters on time and stuff like that if people if people had actually left questions and didn't hate my child it's true this is the listener's fault so all your guys' fault. Also, just to be clear, but for those of you that, uh, you know, Anthony said that at the beginning of the show, this is our last episode together. It is our last episode together. It is not the last episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. But, you Anthony know, seeing as I'm leaving. so How will we ever survive? I have no idea. I struggle, and I struggle and wonder all the time. That's my question. All right, let's <laughs> let's, let's start with uh, that, that weekend, though. The Lakers go up to Portland, win up there, and any Lakers fan who has been paying attention to this team for longer than ever uh, will know that going up to Portland and getting a win up there, no matter how ugly or much closer than you would like it to be, you still take a win up there. And they got that. They took care of that business. And uh, you know what? You take it. You absolutely take it. I uh, Harrison's engagement party was going while that go- game was going on. I, as you guys would expect, was the only trooper who actually watched the entirety of the game. Because, That's you know not what? true. Pete was the one that demanded I put it on, even though I, I wasn't going to. Promise I care my about my, my craft. I care about show prep and work prep. Uh, I read every article that goes up at the site just to be as informed as I possibly can. Okay, I'm can. not going to let you lie. <laughs> just sit here and lie to the people. I will acknowledge that you watch most of the Lakers games. <laughs> but I am not going to sit here and say that Anthony reads. <laughs> More on that in a bit. Um, so here's my takeaway from the Portland game. The Lakers know, I think, at this stage of the season – they recognize really early on when they are just better than a team. 
And yeah, which is like most nights. Most nights. The vast yeah. majority of the nights that we yeah. are that we are going to watch this team. They know really early on that they are better than them. And we saw it against a team like Portland, which is not very good. I, I think they're in the eight spot, but they have San Antonio behind them. And I think San Antonio is a better team overall. So I think that'll probably switch. Um, we also saw it, though, against a better team like Denver earlier in the season when, when both LeBron and Anthony Davis were healthy, where they just kind of did what they had to do, treaded water, and then and then won the game late. And I thought Portland was another example of that game where they just knew Hassan Whiteside had no chance in hell, a snowball's chance in hell at guarding Anthony Davis. And there was not a person in the history of the Portland Trailblazers who could guard LeBron James, not just on this roster, but ever, who has ever existed on the Portland Trailblazers. That has never happened. Um I honestly, I'm, I was, as you said that, I was thinking if there's ever been a Portland Trailblazer who I would trust to guard LeBron, I really don't think that that player exists. Travis Outlaw. <laughs> we could always give... Uh, maybe well, maybe Scottie Pippen for could, a little? No, it was past Not his prime, Scottie Pippen, though. That was, that was past his prime. That wasn't the no, actual I get that. No, I get that, but he was still all right. Like, yeah, as evidenced by Kobe literally crossing him off of the screen in the... <laughs> In the okay, but that was later in the season. Though. That's when the old guys always show their washedness. Uh huh. And then, I mean, I, I guess we could hand it over to Reuben Patterson. He was the Kobe stopper. That worked out well for him. Yeah, he really. That was great branding by him, <laughs> and definitely did not put undue pressure on himself. I hope somewhere out there there is an at Kobe stopper account on Twitter, and it's Reuben Patterson. It's or actually a, Reuben Patterson. Yeah, either either that or a parody. That would be immediately one of my favorite. Like or. You know how they have those, uh, those you know, at did the Lakers win, and it's like either yes or no so many times, yeah. right? There should be, did Reuben Patterson stop Kobe from scoring? And it's just on a bunch date, of no's. And it's just a bunch of no's. Just they just go through. <laughs> they, just t- they just tweet the date and then no afterwards. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the setting, whatever was going yeah. on elsewhere in the world. No. It did not happen. Yeah. And then- there should also be one like their one thread should be yes, take that back. He got his own rebound and scored. <laughs> yeah, or just like or just like you know JK. like some random date from when they were teammates and be like Lakers practice. <laughs> yes, but Kobe wasn't really trying that hard that day. Or they were teammates. Yeah, yeah, like literal teammates on the same scrimmage. I think Kobe would still score on him there. Yeah, like he would dunk did. on him. He heard him. He heard him say Kobe stopper, and yeah, that it was over for him. Yeah. That was it was it. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. You didn't watch the game as much, but do you I do... literally did not watch a second of the game. Yeah. I am not going to go back and watch a second of the game. You I looked at much. the final score and I was like, you know, that 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 that's about what I expected. Did do do you understand though the kind of vibe that uh we're talking or that I'm talking about here, the approach yes. that the Lakers sometimes take? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, they on some level, they took a similar approach against Dallas, although, you know, they were really locked in defensively, which is not normally what we associate with the team, like just kind of saying we're better and we're going to do whatever we have to to win. But the Lakers kind of did that on defense was kind of the sense that I got last night, where it, instead of doing just enough offensively to outscore the Mavs, they did just enough defensively to stop the Mavs from scoring so that they could kind of screw around on offense. Yeah, no, I mean, how many lobs? I feel like every time you turned around, Dwight had a lob. Yeah, we we were going or, back and forth because so 
depending on how the football games went yesterday, everybody knows probably by now I'm a Vikings fan. I'm not sure if people know that my wife is a Saints fan. Well, if the Packers and Niners won yesterday, the Vikings and Saints will play in the first round of the playoffs uh, in like next week or the week after that, a uh, wildcard weekend. Um, that's how it turned out. But we spent most of the beginning parts of the Dallas game switching back and forth because I care endlessly more about the impact that this might have on my marriage than I do a random regular season game between the Lakers and the Mavericks. And yeah, I, I think every time I switched back over, it was somebody catching a lob at the rim on the Lakers part. So they knew they could score on them too. That was that was about an accurate summary of the game and where most of the Lakers offense came from was like lobs at the rim or easy duck ins for layups and yeah. stuff like that. Like the Mavericks are not a strong defensive team. And I think the Lakers knew that they didn't necessarily have to execute at their highest level because they were also like pretty sloppy, like turning the ball over. Yeah. They made some weird passes like um, like outside of LeBron, who was really continued to be really efficient as a passer for the second game in a row. Um and, you know, it, it was a lot of lobs to Dwight and JaVale and just like playing good enough defense to get away with, you know, taking some like wild threes or, you know, bad mid range shots or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, I, I actually really like their approach on Luca. I yeah, mean, I, I don't want to get about too that. far into this because, like, I'm sure that everybody has already listened to podcasts breaking down yesterday's game and watch that, like, by the time they're listening to this on Tuesday. But just overall, like, if you're I like, looking for one such podcast, I did that for yesterday's episode of Locked on Lakers. There you go. I'm assuming that the people already listened to that. So, but I really, I really liked that they just, that Vogel kind of, he apparently just ran it by the team and he was like, hey, do you guys think that, like, here's why I think a zone might work. What do you guys think? And the team was for it and they really locked in and they did it. I thought that Bradley and Caruso especially did like an outstanding job putting a ton of full court ball pressure on Luka Doncic so mm -hmm. that the smart basketball play, this was something that teams kind of would do to LeBron. Early yes. In his I was career. thinking about this while we were talking before the show. They use the smart basketball play against him. They're mm -hmm. like, all right, well, if we do this, like it looks so dumb that you have one clear read and they were kind of able to recover and, you know, make that read not so beneficial for the Mavericks. But Luca, it was so like ingrained in him like, oh, when they do this, this is what I, I do. do this. Yeah. And they did a really good job denying and making sure that he didn't get the ball back. And yeah. that really caused the Mavericks to struggle. Yeah, I, I thought that. I really liked, even when the Lakers weren't in zone, they spent, I don't think at any point in the game, unless there was a switch or something like that, JaVale or Dwight guarded C Chris Apps Porzingis. Maybe I think, they should have put him in the post more. Somebody should ask uh, Rick Carlisle I mean, about it in a joking tone. <laughs> Hopefully they don't get dunked on. <laughs> um, I, I do think, so it was funny that Carlisle pushed back as hard as he did, and then you saw all of the blog boys and analytic nerds uh, kind of picking up on the vibe that Carlisle was giving. But I thought the Lakers' approach to defense really kind of epitomized why it's important that your 7-3 guy be able to hit a shot that is not a three-pointer. No, yeah, I mean, that that was like, that was the extreme example. And I think that you might see some teams try and do what the yeah. Lakers did on defense yesterday. And that may change some things for the Mavs where they actually do have to post up Porzingis a little bit. Or maybe Carlisle will just like go down with the ship on fire just to like not be <laughs> wrong. And he's like, I just did this rant three games ago. He's like sinking into the ocean. Damn you, Nate yeah. Duncan! That's what I also yell when I'm sinking into the ocean. Yeah, that's what most people yell at any given time. Colleague of mine at the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, 
just remembered. <laughs> I just got a text. I just got a like tweet alert from Wode saying that Anthony has been fired. That was quick. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> oof! I was about to make a joke that would not have gone out, gone over, gone over very well with our no, higher ups here. Let's just keep it going. All um, right. But anyway, so the weekend. <laughs> um, I know. I do want to do. I do want to talk a little bit about kind of the larger picture picture stuff here is that I think we're, we're starting to learn which type of teams really give us the Lakers problems when they're fully healthy. And it's going to be basically just that top tier of team. Yeah. Um, I, I think other than that, though, the teams that, you know, kind of are not are either on the Lakers level or are not quite there. Those are the type of teams that the Lakers are just going to overwhelm with with uh, talent, especially it, at the top of the roster. It's teams with really big wing creators, I think, right now are the biggest problem for the Lakers. And, like, I actually have liked some of their solutions to those problems. Like, I thought that on Christmas Day even, having Anthony Davis defend Kawhi for as long as he did was a creative move that Vogel tried a little bit in that opening game. And I was uh, – unlike I didn't get a chance to talk about this on a podcast because we didn't podcast last week. But, um, like, one of the things that I, I really liked that Vogel tried that. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I honestly didn't feel like that Christmas Day loss was as bad as a lot of people did and that like the Lakers are that far away like yeah they gave up a huge lead at the end of that game and that sucks and that like that hurts to watch as a fan I'm sure but I think that the larger story from that game was how well they look like how good they look for a lot of it and how many crazy lucky plays the Clippers had to get just to come back and I, I think to me that painted a picture of a two teams that are actually a lot more evenly matched than you know the the narrative right now suggests yeah i could i could see some of that although some of the problems that the lakers had were kind of predictable which which always makes me nervous like when rajon rondo gets played off the court and, and they everyone just can, take a shot anthony anthony's about to go on a rondo just rant. Just well like when all right even if it isn't rondo specific but if caruso is getting 11 to 13 minutes and it's something that you know, is obviously not the right approach to have to the rotation. And then it comes back to bite you in the ass. Then you kind of walk away from that and say like, well, how did you do that in the first place? Right. If I can, if we can all see it coming, then maybe we shouldn't kind of make that mistake. Um, The other thing too, that I kind of wanted to talk about in that the kinds of players that give the Lakers problems uh, last year, the type of player that really gave the Lakers problems or the type of general matchup was pick and pop bigs right? Bigs who could space the floor. But if they are going to employ a similar strategy that they use with Porzingis on other teams that have bigs like that, um, I I think that 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 positions them pretty well moving forward. And then I kind of want to tweak what you said about wings, big wings, giving the Lakers problems. I think it's more big athletic wings because Doncic isn't small, but he... Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. he's, he's, He's just not very athletic. And I thought... Bradley and KCP and Caruso were able to kind of body him up and he wasn't able to gain an advantage. Now, I think that was probably called very differently refereeing wise that you would see from a game in Dallas. Uh, yeah. But overall, I, I I thought these last two games kind of bouncing back from a four game losing streak with back to back wins in Portland and then and then at home on the second night of a back to back against Dallas, that kind of. That really goes to show that, and and Dudley kind of said, literally tweeted this out seconds ago or, or minutes ago, that he hates Blake Griffin. No, that 
he uh, <laughs> he really likes the chemistry on this team. And then it reminds me of the team, the Phoenix team that he played on that went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. And then, you know, by the way, lost to the Lakers. Um, but no, the I, chemistry on this team is awesome. I well, mean, that's like that's this, clear this from is, any. This is huge, though. The fact yeah. that it's it's this evident and that the team can kind of go through that adversity. That's what we've been looking for. Right. We've been looking for what's it going to look like? What's the bounce back bounce back going to look like? When the team is down and they're in their faces up against the mat, but they got right back up and won two very impressive games and back to back nights, not even back to back games and back to back nights. No. And this is a team where like it's clear that everybody feels a part of it. Like these guys are constantly joking and ribbing each other throughout their postgame stuff, like in front of the media, which like I mean, that happened a little bit over the last couple of years, but not like this, like to this degree to where like to where KCP feels empowered enough like. KCP, who's fairly soft-spoken, yeah. um, feels empowered enough to shout over Anthony Davis's media scrum. Like, he's all right when Anthony Davis got asked, like, about LeBron and how great he is at age 35. <laughs> KCP just shouts over. He's like, he's all right. <laughs> I wonder if they have, like, a drinking game to that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that they, like, all have their impressions of all of us, um, yeah. you know, that they can break out on occasion. I Every don't single, them. I like, game that LeBron does anything. How crazy is it that he's doing this in year 17? Yeah. I mean, hey, like, that does get asked a lot. I will say that. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but like it's clear that they all these guys really like each other and like I think that that does help when you go through like four game losing streaks. I think the other thing that helped was that Vogel even when they were winning, he was never like like he praises the team and he does all that stuff, but he was never talking about history. He was never talking he always was talking about one game at a time, one game at a time, which is a coach speak cliche, but it's rare to me for like that I've seen a coach take it to that degree where they're mentioning after almost every game, the players are using almost exactly the same language to make it clear they're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this team, like because they never really got too high when they were on those winning streaks, like I think that it was able to keep them from getting too low when they lost four in a row. And the other thing too is the schedule really lightens up here. This is a chance for the Lakers to really start to go on a bit of a run again. Um, you know, depending on if they start to rest LeBron or AD because they're deal- both dealing with or like even a variety. better, they have the opportunity to win a few games while resting one of those two guys. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna read you the Lakers' descent, uh, schedule to start the new year because mm-hmm. we are officially done with Lakers games in 2019. It's all 2020 for the rest of the way. Wild. So they got, uh, they got Phoenix, New Orleans, Detroit, New York, Dallas again, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, Orlando, Houston. Boston, New York, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, then the Clippers again, and then Portland to close out the month. Like, there are a couple tough games in there, but that is really, like, a much, much softer schedule than they played in December. So what I'm saying is I'm really excited for the schedule-related takes to come back. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. All right, let's take a a quick second here. When we come back, we are going to close out the the Byron book um, in the best way that we know how. And then kind of update you guys on what's going on here with this show, with this site. And then Harrison's going to let me make an announcement about my content uh, moving forward as well. So hang tight for that. All right, let's start with this, with our our final chapters, plural, of the Byron book. We didn't get to all of it. And I think the takeaway from all of this is we could have saved all of Vox had we just finished this book. Yeah, I honestly, I feel like I let everyone down. Yeah. I Look, I, I'll take the onus here. I'll take the blame. 
I, I mean, you, you were did generally miss more pretty chapters than I did. Yeah, you were generally a lot more prepared for this than than I was, and it's really too bad too because of, the book was finally getting pretty good. Yeah, I Byron, mean, now I'm never going to know not how a big to fan become. Of, not not really a big fan of the uh, upside down triangle. He went with the slow start and then get hot at the very end kind of approach. You mean the the reverse pyramid? Yeah. Okay. Upside down triangle or re- reverse pyramid. It's definitely called the reverse pyramid. Same, um, same difference. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just disappointed that I'm never going to learn how to be a slam dunk success because I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not going to continue reading this book now well, that uh, the show is over. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a a quick course here. The uh, I I was fortunate enough, uh, given uh, the the situation across our entire network and. And all of Vox, Byron actually felt really bad for us. So he actually decided he was going to hop on the show. So, uh, Byron, thank you very I was much. Not told about, I was not told about this. Well, I, but Byron, you, you, uh, thank you first and foremost for, for hopping on as, as given the short notice. And I had no idea you were such a big fan that you would actually want to come on this podcast. But uh, if you could just quickly summarize the last few chapters of this book that, that Harrison and I uh, didn't quite get to and i promise i'm going to read it now that you know now that it's over i'm I'm still trying to walk away with these lessons uh could you just kind of summarize what it is that we missed um and 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 leave some some knowledge moving forward for those listeners who who are lacking the the lessons that that they need from this book byron you're just gonna cross your arms oh that that works I think we just learned the strategy of success. I'm going to cross my arms the rest of the show. Me too. And... Me too. Thank you very yeah. much, Byron. That was that was a blast. I, you're you're just walking out. All right. Byron's we got everybody. We earned the right to have a conversation with him. So. <laughs> uh, I, I I think that went well. I think the interview went well. What do you think? I think we nailed it. That was exactly how I expected a Byron Scott interview with us would go, with him crossing <laughs> his arms and walking out. <laughs> All right, uh, that that'll do it for. I always I always success. did hope that at some point during the lifespan of our show together, we would get some random PR email from somebody who had no idea who we were and was just like, "Hey, we got Byron Scott promoting this thing. Like, would you like to have it?" Like, <laughs> I was praying for that day, and it just never happened, it which didn't. was very disappointing. It did. Like, I don't even see him on the jump much anymore. Uh, yeah, I think he does more radio stuff now, but I'm not I'm honestly not sure. I mean, he probably doesn't need to, to be honest. Like he he made so much mo- like enough money that like I guess. I mean, I, I think he'd always like to have to hear his voice. Um all right. He only comes on when D'Angelo Russell is relevant. He's like show's go-to guest when like the new D'Lo takes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the podcast I want. Those guys talking about why it is they they made D'Angelo Russell and when ran. Locked On gets more specific, they can eventually do like Locked On D-Lo. <laughs> D-Locked On. Damn it, I would listen. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's end this thing. This is this is it. Uh, like we kind of teased in the cold open and then said at the beginning of the show, this is the last episode that Harrison and I are going to be recording together. I did this and forgot to prepare myself a nice stiff drink, so shouts to me for that. Stupidity. I got a I got a Perrier for both of us. Actually, it's Arrowhead sparkling water, but same difference. <laughs> Just our our typical level of show prep, the the, the kind of thing you guys would uh, would expect from us. Uh, so basically, there have been a lot of people who have asked, "What's going on? What's next? Why 
uh, are most of the uh, writers that we have come to love at Silver Screen and Roll. Why are they saying their goodbyes? What's going on there? Basically, California put into effect uh, CA5, which is AB5. Yeah, AB5, sorry. Uh, AB5, which uh, is severely limiting what independent contractors can do for, well, really across the state. And for journalism specifically, even though none of us, other than maybe Harrison and I, yeah, pretty much just Harrison. Oh, I'm a capital J journalist. Yeah, none of us are really journalists here except for Harrison, uh, which he loves to remind us at all all potential times. Anthony, did you know that I got a journalism degree? It's actually above my computer right now. I graduated cum laude in communications, which is why I can't count. That's impressive. Um, So we – what what this means, and and unfortunately, because of the approach Vox is taking to it, anybody who covers a team in the state of California is going to be impacted by this rule. Uh, so even if you live in, say, Texas, and will be potentially covering, you know, a team like the Lakers, that doesn't matter. Vox doesn't. Vox is making uh, their. I think John Ness's term for it was community managers. Up and down the state of California, um, just that you know, and and the way that it's uh, turning out for for me personally is that I can't, I don't want to be a full time employee. It doesn't make much sense for me because Locked On Lakers has been as successful as it as it has been, and I don't think Fox is interested in paying me what they would have to pay me to leave Locked On Lakers altogether. So, for us personally, or for us specifically, this show. That's it for this show for for me and Harrison and my time at Silver Screen and Roll. Uh, it's been a blast. I still can't believe we are where we are. We are walking away. I mean, if I would have told you, Harrison, all those years ago when I would at you uh, because you were in charge of tweets for Silver Screen and Roll, I don't think either of us were getting paid for that at that time, right? Uh, I think I was getting paid, but it wasn't a ton yet. I yeah. think I think I was paid by that. I don't think they gave me Twitter access before I was a paid employee. So or I, not employee. I was a contractor. Yeah. But, so yeah. at that time, if anything, then it would have been I would have been writing for either Rant Sports or Fan Sided, making maybe fifty bucks a month, and you were probably doing something close to that. At, at it was Rant Sports because I remember thinking that was the perfect name for a site that you wrote for. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Um, so we would we we kind of messaged back there, but if I if I would have told you back then that eventually you would have a full time job in this industry and I would be turning one down because of an opportunity that I have elsewhere, I think we 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 would say even now as much as it sucks to walk away from a podcast together and and no longer be colleagues that we did okay, we've done all right. Yeah, I just um, you know, I I am disappointed that I will no longer be able to work with everyone. Uh, and like, I, I don't want to get into like who's right or wrong or whose fault this is or whatever. Um, you know, I, like I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say that like, I, I just, I feel like we were able to build a tremendously like cool team here mm-hmm. and a group of like incredibly talented people. I never thought that I would be able to build a site that featured like you Christian, Sabrina, Alex, Ollie, Zane, Darius. Uh, I'm sure I'm leaving someone's name. Dr. Brar, like I'm sure I'm leaving someone. Jacob, Pete like all point, the people. Yeah. Pete at one point, like everyone at the podcast network, uh, like uh, both Alex's. Um, Jazz. I, 
yeah, jazz. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm. This is all off the cuff, so I'm sorry if yeah. I'm if I'm blanking on a name here. Like while I'm doing this, but I just I'm so proud of what we were able to put together. I hope that everyone enjoyed it. I'm. I feel a tremendous amount of pressure and like a sense of duty to try and continue it as much as I can on my own. Um, but that is not possible because I am not, I do not have the diversity of thought that this tremendously talented group of people did. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm excited about the work that I'm going to do and things like that, but it, it's just a bummer that it had to end this way. And, uh, I am all, I just, all I want to say on the law part of it was like, I just like I, my career would not have been possible were this law in place. Yeah. Um, because when I started writing, I was not at a point where anyone was going to pay me to write, much less like, you know, 35 posts a year or whatever, like anything like that. And yeah. so, you know, uh, it it just sucks. That, and you're uh, one of thousands that that is in that same spot, right? Or would not be in the spot that you were in if this spot, if this law was in place from when uh, we started off in this in this industry. And look, I, I think I think this is why. You probably need a little bit more representation uh, up top from both parties because this lacks pragmatism. It lacks nuance. It lacks what, everything that you need when when you have anything other than an echo chamber that we see up there right now. And uh, you know the the just complete misunderstanding or 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 disregard for how multiple industry, industries. This isn't just writing. This isn't just journalism. This is music this is trucking this is any number of industries that that a lot of people actually require the freedom to be an independent contractor that's all kind of gone out the window now and 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 now you know could people have handled this better on the employer side yeah i i think so too um but all we can do though is is kind of push forward the best that we can harrison I, I, you're gonna kill it you've always killed it from from the beginning in whatever role that is asked of you, uh, the, the site will lose some, I think, important voices. And and the, the bummer to me is that the, the voices that are kind of being squashed out here are the up-and-comers. I think guys like Alex and Ali and, and Zane, the guys that, that – that, and, and Sabrina, uh, the people who uh, joined you know kind of relatively lately – and have started to really kind of Sabrina, carve out Sabrina their... started again when you did, Anthony. No, so. but I, I mean, I, she she really though <laughs> she really though has taken like insane strides over the last year, insane strides. Yes, and, like she's she's seen way more growth than I've than I've seen over the over the last would, year or so. As someone who edits both of you, I would agree. Yeah, and and I think <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when one person cares about writing and the other person doesn't. Um, but I, I think what what we're what we're gonna see here is. Uh, a community not fall apart, but it's going to suck to no longer be a part of this community uh, as somebody who has written with Silver Screen now for what three years, four years, or whatever it is. Uh, in 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 the the two stints that I've had there, uh, you guys have been incredible in your support of the show and whatever. That's where we find ourselves. Um, where I find myself moving forward. Is I don't want this ha this to happen again to me. I want to be my own, my own employer. This was just kind of yanked out from from under our feet with very little warning. I I, I think approximately thirty seconds worth of warning, um, and and I don't want that to happen again. So 
um, instead of kind of dive out there back into uh, looking for some other platform that might offer me a similar spot that I had to uh, silver screen, I decided to, to make, to, to try this out on my own. So uh, if you Google patreon.com slash Anthony Irwin LA, just like my Twitter uh, account, that's where I'm going to be doing my writing. So uh, the stuff that you guys have maybe come to love or hate or want to throw stuff at me for, that's going to be there on Patreon. Um, I'm also going to be doing live Q and A's, which I used to really enjoy doing for, for, uh, Facebook live back when Facebook convinced everybody to switch to video or whatever the term was that the people and then used. lied about the numbers and, yeah. you know, just was like, Oh, Hey, like who, who, who can say whether or not this was good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one time where Facebook basically threw like, off the charts like or gutted, like an entire videos. industry, yeah. an entire industry. Uh, I'm going to be doing some of that. Uh, for 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 Patreon as well, I'm gonna be one thing that I've always kind of wondered about with uh, writing the written word is that if you're reading something, you aren't doing really anything else. Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write my article and then I'll read it into a microphone. And if you happen to want to do something else, you can technically read the article. I, I have ADD and I thought that that would be something that I would enjoy over that time as well. And then finally, the the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, and it's for the, the highest tier of Patreon subscriber. I'm going to record or, or live stream myself watching these games. Jen will make an appearance. Avery will make an appearance. Um, I'm going to be traveling a bit. So if I'm in an area where anybody else wants to be on, hop on that live stream, uh, then they will, they will make an appearance there as well. So there's, it's, it's really exciting stuff going on there. Uh, I am fortunate enough to, have something to land on with Locked On Lakers, and then hopefully this as well. It sucks the way this goes down. It really fucking sucks that uh, Harrison, you and I don't get to record anymore. Uh, this is going to be the first time in years, right, that we, uh, once we sign off here, we don't know the next time we're going to talk to each other in in uh in this kind of format so uh, that really well, sucks first time in year I, I mean i think we've been doing this about a year but before that you know like i i had left locked on lakers for a while yeah um, well i guess so. the difference is that like this feels pretty final yeah this um, pretty this well, feels because I actually, of... I actually disagree it, it's not going to be final and i, I don't want to leave everyone on like a like a dour note like anthony and i are still going to talk i think probably more than is really healthy um yeah you know he uh both he and pete are groomsmen in my wedding like uh like you know m much of the staff and staff alumni will be there um you know we're, we're all going to stick together and this community is going to continue it's just going to be in a different form yep so we'll go ahead and put a wrap on this, uh, on a wrap, a wrap on kind of this area of, of, of Harrison and my content. We'll see where it goes from here. But I, I, I want to make this clear. While I disagree with how higher-ups handled this and the concept of their solution to this, I want to wish everybody I worked with the absolute best. Uh, Harrison, to you, to Christian, to, to Alex, to Sabrina, to Ali, to Zane. Uh, on down the line, all the way through, I wish all of you guys the best. And if you guys have any questions, if those who who are working here don't have uh, the same kind of soft landing spot that I that I am fortunate enough to have, please let me know. I will do anything I possibly can to get you guys back on your feet. This sucks, but I think we can all, as a community, uh, kind of come through this all over again. 
um, and show to people that no, there's there's a value to having a Lakers-centric voice uh, and a community born on the idea that the thing that we have in common at the end of the day is that we want good things to happen to the Lakers. Uh, I, I think there's value there. There will always be value there. And the community that we built on the idea of that value uh, will will always ha- carry a, a soft and warm spot in my heart, as messed up as my heart might be because of my diet of sunflower seeds and flaming hot Cheetos. Literally, that's what he told his wife that is all he ate today. Um, I'm just good, like right before food. we right before we started recording. Um, I yeah, I'm just going to say it again. I, I'm really going to miss working with you. I'm going to miss working with uh, everybody. But, you know, uh, the podcast feed is going to continue. There's going to still be many great shows on here. Um, Anthony and I will be uh, like I will begin looking at some point for Anthony and I's replacement. Um and yeah, I, I mean, I, I just I can't say it enough. Like it, it's been uh, like an honor and a dream to get to boss you around on a daily basis for the last uh, two years or so. Yeah, it, it's been way more fun to, to make you uncomfortable as, as long as I have. That's true. You actually probably did get more out of it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you uh, in the future. <laughs>